Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the Minnesota Home Ownership Center's eighth episode of the Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, my name is Bill Gray, and today we're going to talk about two important alternatives to the traditional mortgage. Um, we're going to talk about non-interest bearing financing for those looking to accommodate religious restrictions on the payment of interest. And we're going to talk about individual taxpayer identification or ITIN mortgages for those who do not have a, a U.S. Social Security number. Joining me today are two experts on these topics, respectively. I have Mahmoud Garud. Uh, with, uh, he's an account executive with Guidance Residential. And Fernando Urbina is a mortgage loans VP with Sunrise Banks here in town. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Okay, so I'm going to apologize to each of you in advance, as this will likely be two pretty separate conversations as opposed to the usual uh, give and take we have on this program, but this is really important information and it has the potential to bring more households into home ownership that uh, wouldn't or couldn't consider it otherwise. So let's start with the non-interest bearing financing. Uh, Mahmoud, tell us a little bit about why this option exists in the first place and uh, why do people need this product? How does it work? And what is it called as well as, as you know, in addition to non-interest bearing financing? Well, thanks, Bill, uh, for the uh, invite. Uh, again, you know, my name is Mahmoud Gurd. I'm an account executive for Guidance Residential. Guidance Residential is a Sharia-compliant home financing company. Uh, to come to your question, uh, why does this product exist? There are a lot of people in this market who uh, want to buy homes but do not want to obtain traditional financing and want to avoid avoiding that for religious reasons. Mm -hmm. and that's why Guidance Residential uh, exists as a company. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm just looking at, at my notes here. Um, how can you buy a house without any interest? Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at the religious prohibition I'm paying. Uh, is it is it riba? Riba, yeah. Riba, and so um, yeah. So I'm just I'm just you know explain this to for those of us who don't know how it works. It's not like free money. It's not like okay, you don't have to pay interest. Tell us how it you know how that works. Yep. So uh, from Sharia point of view or the, from uh, Islamic perspective point of view, uh, usury is a, is not acceptable way of doing uh, business. So usury. Uh -huh. Usury. You cannot just uh, lo uh, lend money and say, I'm going to charge you interest X mm -hmm. amount for using my money. Uh -huh. So that's basically what's prohibited okay. in, in Islam. And I'm sure the other uh, two Abrahamic faiths at one point had similar yes. uh, you know, uh, rulings. Right. So... Uh, the point is not someone is just getting free money. It's mm -hmm. not. I mean, our customers pay. We are for-profit organization. Mm -hmm. and our customers pay similar to what they would have paid if they obtained traditional financing. Mm -hmm. The difference is the way the contracts are structured. Our contract is based on co-ownership. Mm. So instead of us becoming a lender, mm -hmm. we're going to co-own the fiscal property with the customer. Okay. And that co-ownership allows us to make profit from our uh, customers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, you know, the, pro the fee that customers pay is equivalent to what a a customers would have paid if they obtain a loan. Okay. So, so it's a totally different financial tool. It's a different uh, structure, yeah. Okay. Ours is based on co-ownership. It's an asset-based contract. Mm -hmm. Traditional financing companies is going to be a debt-based contract. Okay. And that is, in, in the eyes of the Sharia, totally two different things. So asset-based yeah. contract versus a debt-based contract. Correct. It make, that makes sense to me. Um, if I um, think about this, and and uh, the center, um, the home ownership center, uh, did a guide to non-interest bearing financing in Minnesota. So um, this, I'm kind of 
working off of this for crib sheets. Um, I understand there's three models usually uh, of how this works. And uh, let's see here. Installment sale, co-ownership, which you talked about, and lease to own. Um, I know that, you know, a guidance might not offer these other two models, but do you, do you know how those models work? Yes. Uh, so, uh, contract, which is the first one that you've mentioned, means uh, we're going to buy the product or, or, the, or the property. Okay. We're going to put profit on top of it and then sell it back to the consumer. Okay. So, like that's said, the installment. Yeah, guidance does not do that. Okay. The uh, What we do is the co-ownership. Co-ownership. So, and instead of us lending money to the customer, mm-hmm. we're going to co-own the property with the customer. So, mm-hmm. for instance, someone wants to buy a $300,000 home mm-hmm. and they're putting down 5%. Mm-hmm. We, Guidance Residential, will bring the remaining 95%. Okay. And obviously, it's the cons- customer who's going to be utilizing the property. Mm-hmm. We're going to say, we're going to charge you X amount as a profit. You know, that's uh, our rate mm-hmm. for using our share of the home. Mm-hmm. So we make profit from the 95% share of the home that we own. Okay. Yeah. And then we follow the chart amortization schedule, depending on 15 years, 20 years, right. 30 years. You know, the customer can buy us out sooner. Mm-hmm. And and the minute that they pay us out, basically our profit ends there. Then it's, the your, other it's concept, their house. Yep. Exactly. And the other concept is the Ijara mm-hmm. or, or lease-based contract. We don't do that. But that basically, you know, is self-explanatory. It's a lease to own, basically. Uh-huh. The, the customer, you know, uh, uh, takes the property as a lease mm-hmm. and slowly builds equity and eventually buys out from the uh, owner, from the build, uh, the institution. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really interesting stuff. Um this if if people are interested in learning more about this, this guide of ours really lays out um you're going to have to tell me if I'm saying these words right. So Muharaba, Murabaha. 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 Yep. And that is the um installment contract model? Yes, that's a uh, buy to sell basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh Musharaka, ownership. Co-ownership. Yeah. And Ijara the least to own. As the least to own. Yeah. And then um, we also lay out how an interest-bearing loan works. So this is a, a really cool guide. Um, and uh, I will say, uh, if you want to access this guide to learn more about these products, um, go to our website, hlcmn.org, and just search for, um, search for non-interest-bearing, and it'll come right up. It's a, it's a PDF, and it's on our website. Um, I did have one more question uh, for you, Mahmoud, uh, and that is, do these non-interest-bearing products work with government or nonprofit down payment assistance programs? We do. Uh, I, I, it depends, basically. You know, if, that co- if, if it's, you know, uh, uh, free money, basically, if it's a grant, mm-hmm. then it's automatic. We work with them. Mm-hmm. If it's a loan, mm-hmm. and that depends how that loan is structured. If it's a non-interest-bearing loan, mm-hmm. You know, oh, we right. may, we may uh, work with it. If it's interest-bearing loan, then it defeats the whole purpose of, of our product, so we don't work. Okay. What we do is if someone says, I'm going to uh, po- uh, get uh, down payment assistance, we communicate with that institution that provides the assistance, mm-hmm. and we ask them the, uh, the underwriting guidelines for that product, mm-hmm. and it's reviewed by someone in our you know main office. Mm-hmm. And if there are no uh, conflicts between that product and our product, mm-hmm. then we, we allow our customers to use that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is really good information. Um, and like I say in this guide, there's information on uh, contacting the Minnesota providers of of this kind of uh, uh, financing. And um, 
lots of information there. So great. Thank you so much for helping us understand that. Um, Fernando, let's turn to you now in the Iton mortgage. Um, tell us a little bit more about why this option exists. Um, why do why do people need to get a mortgage if they don't have a social security number? Yes, and um, and actually uh, we uh, we just changed the name of the program. Uh -huh. uh, it's just a special program right now because there was some confusion on whether it was only for people that had Itins and did not. Have an itinerant an individual taxpayer number mm -hmm. um, and did not have socials. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some customers that uh, might have a social security number of their own, but they don't currently have a valid immigration status. Okay. Uh -huh. Right. Uh, so this program would be for them as well. So mm -hmm. more than just itin is for people that don't have a current, a valid immigration status at this point, or that they have uh, visas that would not allow them to work in the U.S., let's say a religious worker. Yep. Right? So, um, uh, so yeah, we just call it a, a special purpose loan now, but, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, most people would identify it with a loan uh, uh, for customers that have ITINs. Um we we believe that everyone has access needs and and, and should have access to home ownership mm -hmm. and um, customers that have been here for a certain amount of time have children that are U.S. citizens mm -hmm. um, have as much right to own a property as anyone else mm -hmm. if they are current on their tax returns and they have built some credit and if mm -hmm. not we will help them you know. We believe that they again they should have access to homeownership, and and this has been a quite successful program for us. Right, and obviously we we hope to keep helping people that way. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so how does an item mortgage work when you, when you compare it to a regular mortgage? Um, and uh, it's it's actually quite easy because we follow the same guidelines that Fannie Mae would follow for uh, uh, mortgages. Mm -hmm. So we require the person to have um, tax returns and bank statements and stable work history, some credit. Mm -hmm. So whatever would be acceptable for conventional loans would be valid and acceptable for ITIN loans as well. Let's keep calling it that way so it's easier for people to identify. Yeah. So, so again, it's, it's, it's no different. Um, the only difference might be that um, we require only 10% down. Yeah, the underwriting is different. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I mean that we don't require 20%. Right. We only require 10. Mm -hmm. uh, most other places would require uh, would require uh, 20. Mm -hmm. uh, so we require 10%. And on a Social Security loan, to call it something, a traditional loan, with 10% down, you would have mortgage insurance. Our product, our loan doesn't have mortgage insurance. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. There's a little bit of a rate differential, of course, um, yeah. because we have to be self-insured that way. You know, again, since we cannot right. obtain, we cannot get mortgage insurance. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, whatever is allowable under a regular conventional loan would be allowable on, on I-10. Whatever is not, we would not take. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's quite simple that way, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, that sounds good. Um, we we I was talking to you guys about this, and you helped us with this. We created a guide to ITIN mortgages in Minnesota uh, this summer as well, and that's available on our website if you're interested. Um, you go to hocmn.org, 
Uh, and then, yes, so that's our homepage. And then you, you can search for ITIN, and that is I-T-I-N. Stands for Individual Taxpayer Identification Number. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a really good guide. It, it talks about, um, you know, uh, all the different situations where this might be a, a good option for someone. Uh, you, you have people, um, uh, you know, an individual from another country living in the U.S. for a specific period of time. Uh, you've got... Um, um, like you were talking about, individuals uh, living in the U.S. waiting for citizenship and naturalization, uh, green card holders. Uh, my uh, brother-in-law is a permanent green card holder, um, uh, so he has the right to legally live and work in the U.S. indefinitely. And um, but I don't think he has a social security number. So so there's lots of different situations for how how this product uh, might be useful uh, for people, and it's all in this guide. Um, Go to our website and search ITIN, and you can find it. Um, what else was I going to talk to you about? Uh, yeah, because, um, um, again, uh, you, you mentioned something, someone that is a permanent legal resident. Mm -hmm. There are some banks at this point, some lenders at this point, that are only lending, unfortunately, to U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Uh -huh. But to customers that are DACA recipients right. or have a work permit mm -hmm. or are under asylum, mm -hmm. a U visa, mm -hmm. um, things like that, some of those banks are not lending. Right. And uh, we are. Mm -hmm. And for that, it's not the ITIN loan. It's a regular conventional with mm -hmm. conventional rates, 3% down, mm -hmm. first-time homebuyer programs, everything. If they need down payment assistance, we, we have programs that would work with that. Good to know. So, so that, is, that is important to keep in mind because someone doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. A citizen or a permanent resident. In fact, with us, someone with a uh, a, a U visa, a recent immigrant, uh, an asylum uh, seeker, someone with a work permit, a resident, mm -hmm. and a citizen, they would get the exact same loan. Very good. The exact same loan. Very good. So, and also with ITINs, uh, with us we can combine someone that has a social security number and someone that has an ITIN. So sometimes well, that's we have households. Yeah, we have yeah. households where, again, the husband, the wife might be a citizen or a uh -huh. resident and their spouse or their significant other, they don't need to be married. Right. Might not. Or a parent and child. Right. Things they're like making that. money. They're paying taxes. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the the social security number. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So and uh, and if some people are still waiting for mm -hmm. their case to be decided, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, again, if they are getting a loan, well, they have a social security number and a, a, a valid permit to be working and living here, mm -hmm. then again, they get the same loan. It doesn't mm -hmm. make a difference. For someone that would say, I'm going to wait till I'm a resident or I'm going to wait till I'm a citizen. Sure. It's the exact same program. Doesn't matter. And okay. for someone that doesn't have a social security number yet and might be waiting for their status to be uh, uh, decided, mm -hmm. they can buy the house now. And the moment they get a social security number from day zero, mm -hmm. from day one, they can get a regular conventional loan with us, which is which right. is very important. You were telling me that, yeah, yeah. I mean, with some other banks that would have like a waiting period. Yeah, or they normally want to see two years of taxes and W twos and so on for some huh. for that person to get a regular conventional loan. Uh huh. 
with us is from day zero. I mean, the moment they say, I got my social security number today, yeah. but my previous taxes are filed with an I-10, yep. or my pre previous credit history was opened with an I-10, mm -hmm. that's fine with us. Fascinating. Again, regular conventional loan. All right. So so both of these kind of uh, uh, avenues into home ownership are, are, have the potential to reduce that uh, racial home ownership gap that we have in Minnesota. And that's why we care. That's why we're talking about this. That's why we've made these guides. Fernando, let me ask you uh, the same question, though I asked Mahmoud about uh, uh, down payment assistance. Do item programs work with the down payment assistance programs? Uh, uh, our program works. Uh-huh. Is there a program that sometimes doesn't? Okay. Right? So the guidelines of the programs themselves, some of those funds, Oh, I see. Uh -huh. Yeah. So we would accept it. If there is a program that would take a customer right. with an ITIN loan or uh, right. a mixed immigration status household, if you will, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. If they are okay with that, mm -hmm. we certainly are. Okay. Right? Most uh, down payment assistance programs that uh, people are familiar with, do not mm -hmm. take ITINs. We currently have access to one program in mm -hmm. the city of Minneapolis, Minneapolis proper, mm -hmm. not the metro, but just the city of Minneapolis, yep. that would, depending on where they fall as far as uh, 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 median income, yeah, they might get access to either $20,000 or mm -hmm. to ten. dollars mm -hmm. Uh, but again, that helps. Yeah, yeah. And that brings us to, you know, a whole nother conversation that we should have on this show is, is down payment assistance programs and what are the best practices and, and how do they work right now? It's kind of all over the map. You guys know this. It's kind of difficult to work with. Yeah. Um, we have a legislative proposal to streamline things um, for down payment, kind of best practices, like I said, and um, and kind of go from there and make it make make these programs easier to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish in the first place um so uh no this is really this is really good stuff thanks for helping us understand that um i mentioned earlier about our two guides again uh you can go to our website hocmn.org search for itin i-t-i-n you'll find a blog post and a link to the pdf of this report um search for non-interest um, you'll find our, our report on non-interest bearing financing, um, uh, a blog post and a link to the PDF of that report. Um, so uh, if that's something that you want to look into, please do. Uh, the other thing I'll say that I say all the time is our um, homeownership advisors know this stuff. And to the extent that new information comes up, people like Mahmoud and Fernando come in and, and let us know. And we let our advisors know and, and, and we keep everybody up to date on that kind of thing. Yeah. So advisors can walk you through this as well. Um, and, uh, I just think that's one of the really great things about it. They're equipped to handle pretty much any situation that comes their way. And that's the point. And it's always free for that. So, um, I think that's it for this episode. Um, if you want to find an advisor, um, go to hlcmn.org slash buying a home. Uh, our advisors are embedded in organizations across the state. They'll work with you to get you help you get mortgage ready, educate you on the buying process, walk with you through every step. They also understand these two products. Were you going to say yes, something? Yes, I just wanted to add a little something. Uh -huh. You were saying that you're trying to work on making some of these programs easier. Mm -hmm. um, if someone has applied in the past and for whatever reason they were not able to get 
you get pre-approved, it might be worth it for them to contact us again. Ah. In that some of our guidelines had been eased up mm -hmm. uh, last year. To say something, we don't have access to this uh, down payment assistance program that works with I-10. Mm -hmm. This year we do. Okay. Um, and again, some of our guidelines had been eased up. I mean, we were uh, requiring someone not to have any late payments in the last 24 months. Now mm -hmm. we allow a couple. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Okay. Uh, we used to require that the person had one year of credit history. Now we're okay with less than that. Mm -hmm. And we can use alternative, uh, alternative credit. Mm -hmm. So, again, if someone for whatever reason did not take that step last year or took that step and was not pre-approved, it might be worth it for them to contact us again. Yeah, that, that's really a good point, too. And it's kind of a, a good point across the board because, um, you know, e even the down payment programs themselves are they're, they're trying to trying to shift to be more applicable to these to these alternative uh, situations. And, exactly. and that is a good thing. So thanks. Thanks for that as well. Um, I want to thank both of you guys, Fernando and Mahmoud. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, join us next time when we will talk about the history of racial discrimination in home ownership. We just did a workshop on this yesterday um, for uh, Twin Cities loan officers, and it was, it was really interesting. It's such an important topic to understand. Um, we'll have special guests with lots of research and statistics to consider. The bottom line here is for me anyways, is you don't know what you don't know, especially for those who's never experienced racism directed at themselves. You can't know, um, but you can't educate yourself. And the facts are incredibly eye-opening. Uh, it'll be a really great conversation. So keep an eye out uh, for when that episode drops. In closing, I want to acknowledge our sponsors, as always, Associated Bank, Midwest One Bank, and Old National Bank. Our sincere thanks to each of these organizations for their support. And uh, that's it. Thanks and have a great fall.